0: Guys, before we start our podcast this week, we just want to send um, some love and prayers, etc., to Luke Perry, who is dealing with uh, some medical issues. Um, apparently, he had a stroke um, on Thursday or sometime this week, and so we just want to send uh, send good vibes his way. Hang in there, Luke. We love you.
1: Yeah, he is um, uh, currently under observation. At the hospital, and we wish him uh, speedy recovery and our best. He was always uh, one of our favorite actors on the show. Uh,
0: yeah, we love him.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, he'll be able to grace many more panels in the future with his yeah. uh, his his specific uh, level of excitement.
0: Speedy recovery, Luke. Oh, hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin.
1: My name is John and we're back.
0: We're back. How many weeks has it been? Not that long. It's
1: been like two, three weeks.
0: Okay, cool. It felt
1: significant.
0: It did feel significant.
1: I was, I, yeah, without, this is like such a constant in my life. Without it, it's like, what do I do with those hours every week?
0: I know. Well, we could go to spin.
1: Well, we're doing that. I
0: know, so. It's going to be great. I don't know what else to do. (laughs) There you go.
1: All right. Since then, we got three new reviews on iTunes. Yay! Some five stars. Oh, and a four star.
0: That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do four star first.
1: You want to do the four star one first? Yeah,
0: it was on Valentine's Day. Day for love.
1: Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. All right.
0: Love everything about it except dot, dot, dot. The dot, dot, dot is the most stressful thing in my life. From Lightness, I really love this podcast. I think the hosts have great chemistry, the Benny impressions are on point, and they manage to have uh, thoughtful discussions without ever taking themselves too seriously. However, people with, um, I think it's misophonia, is that right? Beware, I've had to turn off several episodes because of the chewing, swallowing, dog licking, etc. I know they don't do it on purpose, but for the love of God, please put the dog in another room while you record, and if you must eat and drink, at least turn away from the mic. Seriously, love you guys, though. (laughs) okay yeah no cool that's fair I mean truly we don't have amazing recording equipment but I do want to just say I literally have not eaten on this podcast since that one time and so I really it's really I totally everything else totally fair (laughs) the only thing this is like a serious point of like contention for me because I just feel like it happened once and I was embarrassed about it but I was in a desperate situation and I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it
0: was season one. It was season We've grown th- since then. We've grown since then. I'm sorry. But I am sorry. I know that, you know, we don't have the most stellar or quiet um, recording situation all the time. Um, we What is the word? Cinema Verte? Podcast Verte? What is that phrase? You know what I mean. Anyway, but thank you so much for the kind words. And we will try to be better about um, turning away from the mic whenever we want to. Uh do things.
1: Uh, misophonia, by the way, is a rare, uh, strong reaction to specific sounds.
0: That makes sense. See, like, that doesn't really bother me, um, but I know that there are a lot of people who, you know, chewing and gum swallowing and, or, you know what I mean, gum chewing and stuff like that and swallowing and stuff like that. So I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that you did not enjoy all the episodes of the podcast. We really will try to be better about that. Um, yeah,
1: we're not trying to... Make, like, an ASMR
0: podcast, we swear. if you guys have any recommendations, send me those, because I love that shit.
1: Other than getting rid of uh, Stella, because she's perfect. (gasps) We're not doing that, yeah. she's our third host.
0: Right, and also, if we put her in another room, she'll pee in that room. So, really, you just have to understand that struggle for me.
1: (laughs) Right, because whenever (laughs) Stella's not here, it means she's in the room with Ian. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're just subjecting Ian to dog guard duty for... Exactly,
0: it's a whole other thing. So...
1: And that's behind-the-scenes look yeah. at the Riverdale Register.
0: Amazing. Uh, all
1: right, I got one. A five-star from Little Parmigiano. <laughs> I love it. That's a great name. Great recap show. I listened to your show on my commute to work and have finally caught up to where I can watch the week's episode then follow up with your podcast. I love it. I look forward to your conversations to help digest the weekly episode content and your ability to appreciate the characters, but also call out any ridiculous nonsense that doesn't make sense. Your predictions are extremely on point and your personalities make for great content. John's Laugh and Caitlin's Betty impersonation are lovely. Thanks for a wonderful show.
0: Oh, you guys are very nice to us, we appreciate it. And then this one is Bet. Bet That is the 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 subject line. By Selena with a heart. This is literally the best podcast I've found. I found. This is literally the best podcast. I'm sorry. Period. period. Breath in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> I found it while watching season three and wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy with this plot twist. I went back and binge all the episodes of the podcast before the hiatus of the <clears throat> season. So glad I did. You guys are too funny, and I loved hearing your theories and knowing you were spot on. I love the tangents and have found more shows to obsess over and more podcasts to listen to. Keep up what you're doing. Love it. Also, keep the politics coming. Hashtag snowflake pride.
1: Right. Oh
0: my god, cool. Thank you,
1: Selena. Oh,
0: oh my god. Ah. It's almost like some people are unhappy with the administration. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. Also, sorry, guys. Landmark week for that, too. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, Oh. Wow. Yeah. So, John. Yes. Riverdale. Yeah. So, this episode was called something I literally just forgot to look up, and I'm so sorry. I just remembered.
1: That's all right. I have it. You do? It's called Requiem for a Welterweight.
0: Okay. Is this like Requiem for a Dream?
1: Sounds like it. Yeah. What's Requiem for a Dream?
0: You've never seen that movie?
1: Tell the audience what Requiem for a Dream
0: is. Oh, Requiem for a Dream (laughs) is a Darren Aronofsky film starring Jared Leto. um, And it is about a trio, really. Well, not a trio. More like four people who um, are all affected in some way by drugs. So, like, Jared Leto's character is an addict who is trying to make money Um, And finds himself really entangled in like the drug trade and Jennifer Connelly is an addict and I believe one of the Wayans brothers is also an addict but then their mother or Jared Leto's mother she kind of has a different storyline where she's prescribed um, like uppers like speed from a doctor to lose weight so she can be in a television show and it's really sad and basically the whole thing is just if you want to be so depressed um, and probably never touch drugs you should watch this movie.
1: Ironically, this episode is all about, like, hey, drugs? Drugs? (laughs) Like, what are we doing about these drugs? (laughs) Or or how are we getting more drugs into this town that's suddenly all out of them drugs? Uh, A welterweight is a uh, weight in boxing and, like, wrestling. Well, not wrestling. Wrestling doesn't seem to care. Boxing and UFC. uh, Between lightweight and middleweight, that's about 140 to 147 pounds. I feel
0: like KJ Appa is more than that?
1: I don't know. I would He Kind of... Wasn't Ronda... No, Ronda Rousey was bantamweight, uh, which is not the same. No, I think Walter... He's, like, not so skinny that he's a lightweight.
0: I thought he might be more. I
1: buy it that he's 140 to 147 pounds.
0: I I would just think he's, like, tall and he's buff. Like, wouldn't the muscle weight? No? I don't know how...
1: So, like... Michael B. Jordan Creed is playing a heavyweight character.
0: That makes sense. He's bigger.
1: Yeah. So, this is... And, like... I mean, the thing that bothers me here is that the dude who Archie's fighting definitely isn't a welterweight.
0: Right, and you can't do that.
1: Yeah, that's... You you have to be similar weight classes so that one person doesn't break the other person in half.
0: Right, that's fair. Okay. So anyway. Basically, he's a medium-weight man, sort of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's right there in the middle. Uh, This episode was written by Michael Grassi, a person we've mentioned many times before. He's kind of... uh, He's written about six episodes of Riverdale now. Good for you. Yeah, uh, let's see. Last Picture Show, Anatomy for Murder, Nighthawks, The Telltale Heart, Fortune of Men's Eyes, Ruckham for Wade. This guy is, uh, he's in it for the long haul, I think. He's a
0: class act.
1: He's probably one of the higher ranking writers in the room because he also has a lot of producing credits. It was directed by Tanya McKiernan.
0: Who looks a lot like Alice Cooper.
1: She does look a little bit like Alice right? Cooper. If you look her up, she, uh, Tanya with a W. W. <laughs> Uh, she ha- it looks like if Alice put on, like, a brunette wig like, and had to literally. sneak around town somewhere. Yeah. This is her first episode of Riverdale, uh, but she has in the past directed, um, episodes of Manifest, Famous in Love. She did the pilot, uh, an episode of Pretty Little Liars. Hell
0: yeah.
1: An episode of Librarians, one of my favorites, uh, Some Royal Pains and Burn Notice, and she's been doing this for about 20 years now. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's back in like,
1: Renegade in the 90s. But yeah, that's uh, that's who was behind this episode.
0: I feel like I learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> You're laughing like it's not true, but I learned. What did did you not learn so much?
1: Um, I just I was reminded that I've never seen Requiem for a Dream.
0: You never seen it? No. Were you thinking that I hadn't seen it? No. Okay, because you were kind of like
1: I just. I remember that this was your bit, right? And I wanted you to talk about it.
0: Yeah, no, no. no.
1: And I was hoping you'd seen it, so you could have a like. I, I would have been.
0: I loved Aaron Aronofsky, or I—I I mean, I still love his movies, but I did not love Mother. I really, really right, did not love that mother. movie.
1: No, the I last. Mean, really, uh, was
0: so upset, and I couldn't use my movie pass when I saw it, even though I had a movie pass. And that wasn't the reason I didn't like it. The reason I didn't like it was I saw it opening day. And I was so excited. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Like, it was even like, it was very hard for me to get there on time. But I was so excited. And anyway, I did not enjoy it. And that was, that's my story. It's not a good story.
1: Wow, you really you really brought that one home at the end.
0: I mean, you know what happens in that movie.
1: It's like, just crazy bat shit stuff happens. And then they what? eat her baby. And or not then crazy
0: bat shit they, enough. Then
1: the house gets burned down. And it might be a metaphor...
0: It's all a metaphor. Uh, yeah.
1: ...for religion. Which is funny, because I'm pretty sure his previous movie, the one I did see, was Noah.
0: Which was definitely a metaphor for religion. Which was not a
1: metaphor. It well, was just it a telling...
0: Right, it was literally... <clears throat> really, which, yeah. honestly,
1: I liked Noah. Yeah. It was a pretty heavy metal um, uh, Christian You should have seen name. the hand
0: gesture. Yeah, I did uh, like,
1: I did the the, the devil ra- horns. Yeah,
0: is that what that is? The rocking... Yeah. He was like... It was devil very, horns. I wish you guys could see but it. But
1: if you put the thumb out, it becomes a sign language for I love you, I think... And then if you flip it over, it's Spider-Man shooting a web. Right. Yeah.
0: So you know all how. Okay. That's <laughs> you. You know all about.
1: it. In case it wasn't clear to the audience, I'm very cool.
0: It's so cool, John. We're really excited. Hey,
1: let's uh, let's get into this episode of Riverdale.
0: Yeah. So this episode, I feel like there was very little that happened. In a weird way.
1: It was very much, I guess, trying to set up the pieces for the end for the last third of the season.
0: Yeah. This is like
1: the 13th episode of season three.
0: That's it? Really?
1: There's like nine more. I think.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, it has to be more than 13.
1: It, um, thir- chapter 37 was the first episode of this season. And this is chapter 48. It might be
0: Less. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's fine.
1: God, the season's so long. The
0: season is so long, but the season it... feels
1: longer than last season did.
0: When is that season gonna end?
1: Usually April or May.
0: Doesn't that seem like
1: soon? Yeah. 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 Weird. It does.
0: I guess there's just a lot but of. Remember,
1: leaks. there's like four episodes in March, and like four episodes in April. Right. So that's like eight more. Right. So if yeah. they do like three. In uh, Oh, no, if, it, and that would, that, if this is the 13th episode of the season, that would take us to 21, so they'd do like one more.
0: Okay. More like maybe, yeah. maybe
1: a week off, somewhere in there.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, where would you like to start? Jughead, Betty, Veronica, Archie? Archie? Archie.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I really liked this Archie plot, this episode.
0: Makes no sense, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Archie and Josie are a thing now.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about this? I just feel like if Josie wants to have any friends, she wouldn't date Archie.
1: I don't think Josie has any friends anymore.
0: But, okay, so she she sings at the bone nut.
1: <laughs> La bone nut every night. <laughs> right. And she still treats it like a special occasion every, every single night. time.
0: Every night. She is a resident <laughs> singer.
1: For the record. Kevin has never once shown up for his job as MC at Labone Night.
0: <laughs> no, but he was adamant that he haven't. <laughs> he was so. like, this is my
1: job. Kevin got one too many jobs.
0: And then there you go. Well, yeah. So, I, I just feel like I wouldn't immediately start dating my friend who is also technically my employer's ex-boyfriend. And then I certainly wouldn't invite him to watch me sing... At that place, so...
1: (laughs) That is, that's a good point.
0: I know that, like, it's incestuous and stuff, but, like, I don't think it's a good idea. I just feel like it's not.
1: Hmm. Well, nevertheless, this is a thing that's happening now.
0: Yeah, it's happening. And
1: they, they went on it quick. There's no, like, what are we doing together? No, they're like, we're dating. They're like, they're going into Pops for breakfast, and Archie's like, do you want to skip class today?
0: These kids have a lot of disposable income for not having jobs.
1: I respect the hell out of Josie. Veronica would have skipped class with Archie. Josie is like, no, nah, I got a college thing.
0: Yeah, and I like that about her.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, let's do something after school. And he's like, oh, no, I'm boxing with Mr. Keller.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's like a weird, yeah, anyway.
1: They. It's, I thought it was cute because she's like, good, do something.
0: Yeah, she's. She's very interested in him having interest. She's
1: very much about, like, this guy's got to get a hobby. Otherwise, he's going to be an alcoholic at his ex-girlfriend's bar. That's true. He
0: is. And he was. (laughs) And
1: he's too hot for that.
0: He's way too hot for that.
1: So, uh, Tom Keller's, like, coaching Archie.
0: Yeah, I think this whole show should be about Tom Keller. But that's just my opinion.
1: Don't you still think he might be a murderer? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that makes him a compelling character. (laughs) So, did you see, oh my god, did you see BoJack Horseman Filbert? Like, did you, do you not, you don't watch BoJack Horseman? Why, oh my God, we would have had such a good bit just now. This is so annoying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. But basically there's a whole bit about how BoJack stars in a show where the main character may or may not have killed his wife. And that's, like, what I think Tom Keller's arc could have been. Okay. So, it's great. We
1: still don't know what happened to Tom Keller's wife. She's dead. Sure, she's in the army.
0: She's a season four. She's on the board for season four. That
1: makes sense. She's, she's definitely a character that would be like, in an emergency, we'll just quickly cast this character. They're,
0: like, calling Ally Sheedy, trying to see what she's doing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, who would you cast?
0: Ally Sheedy. She's the other member of The Breakfast Club they could get. Okay. Or... Uh, who plays like Watts in uh, Leah Thompson would be good She ladies.
1: Archie, being Archie, is not content to just box and get out his demons. He's like, I <laughs> want a real fight. And Tom's like, you're not ready for a real fight. Your technique sucks. you need training and Archie's like, I didn't need training in the in, in the
0: child uh, juvenile
1: and Ju, ju-, ju-, ju- uh, detention. Uh, league that yeah, I was in. Yeah,
0: no, they they didn't train you. They literally wanted you guys to murder each other. Back
1: in the empty pool.
0: <laughs> right, you did not need training for that. You, that was kind of a walk-on team sport. Yeah,
1: but uh, RG spies Elio at the boxing gym with... Uh, Does
0: he live here? Like, I don't understand. Why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> did he go to Riverdale the whole time?
1: It's like... They found out this Canadian actor was just available a lot and they're like, I don't know, just like keep bringing him back. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be from New York.
0: Yeah, well, he's definitely not supposed to be from Riverdale. No,
1: but he comes to this town all the time. He
0: loves it here. Why wouldn't he?
1: He's got a boxer named Randy.
0: Sure. Oh, like maybe Randy the Ram from The Wrestler? They
1: call him Ronson later, so his name must be Randy Ronson. Randy
0: Ronson. Like Ronda Rousey? sure yeah i bet that's where they got it because it kind of sounds the same
1: i know it's not but we'll cover that in the pop culture connections
0: (laughs) okay cool
1: uh randy uh needs a boxer to fight and the guy right the gym is like no Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: archie's like yes
0: archie has no issue with this
1: (laughs) yeah archie's like i want to fight i just want to get out there and Elio's like you're gonna have to take a fall you know you got to pay your dues man
0: so then he's like, okay, you don't even have to do that well in this fight, and I will pay you
1: $2,000. $5,000.
0: $5,000. And Archie's like, okay. Half before. Honestly.
1: To last three rounds and then take a fall against Randy. Randy, who looks like he could beat up Archie anyway, and then does.
0: Right, that's the thing <laughs> that I didn't get. I'm like, okay.
1: Elio Archie- didn't have to spend any money to guarantee this happened.
0: He's like this untrained boxer. I mean, Archie is, you know, he's strong, but I don't. It's not like a shoe in. He's got a lot
1: of heart. He's the Rudy of this town. I
0: guess Is that a real story?
1: Yes, but the movie uh fictionalized a lot of it to make it seem more inspirational. Okay. Yeah.
0: Was it just uh, he was kind of small and good at
1: his He wasn't job? that good at it, but like there the movie Rudy where um oh god, what's the actor's name? From the Goonies and Lord yes. of the Rings. Yes, oh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Love him. Playing a football player who's like it's got a lot of heart, he's not very good at it. In the movie, <laughs> the uh, the coach is like, you'll never play. And then the whole team is like, we're not playing if Rudy's not playing. They like, that's Rudy how play.
0: sports work. If right, you're not right. good at sports, you don't get to play.
1: In real life, the coach was so cool with Rudy.
0: Wait, really? That's yeah, the
1: coach was a nice guy. And he's like, I get it. You need a villain for the movie. It's okay. I'll be the villain. That's
0: shitty, though. If yeah. you were, like, the one encouraging him to play a sport. It
1: does. It sucks. That
0: sucks. Yeah, that's really upsetting.
1: Anyway... Um, Elio, yeah, Archie's like, cool, yeah, I'll take twenty five uh twenty five hundred or uh yeah twenty five hundred right now.
0: yeah, it's a great deal for Archie. I don't know why he gets so weird about it later and not
1: makes sense. Then Tom Keller's like, hey, Archie, uh Randy Ronson is a dirty fighter,
0: but is he or is he just good at boxing?
1: <laughs> well, like, I think he is act- like we see him. Headbutt Archie later. Is
0: that not okay? That's not okay. I, I don't really know what to do you, you can. You're
1: only really supposed to hit people with parts of your body that have um, padded gloves on them.
0: Honestly, I'm not even good at kickboxing. So.
1: It's, yeah.
0: And that's, I'm not fighting anyone besides my inner demons. <laughs> so. And that bag. And the bag. Which I really rarely hit. Yeah. Anyway, it's hard. To, it's easy to miss, weirdly. You so, know, it stays still.
1: <laughs> so basically, Tom's like, I'm not coaching you for this. Uh. Then at school, Josie invites Archie to hear her sing
0: at La Bone Which is weird because, again, ex-girlfriend, it's a whole thing. Why are you doing this? Also, didn't she kind of date Reggie? Why didn't they ever make that a thing?
1: Dude, what happened with her and Reggie and what happened with her and, um...
0: Sweet Pea? No, the other one. Chuck Clayton? Chuck Clayton. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Clayton. Yeah. Oh my god, I
1: forgot Chuck Clayton's name.
0: How could you forget?
1: I just think of him as Dreadlock Man on Black Lightning now. Oh... I think he's dead on Black Lightning now.
0: Spoilers for anybody who watches Black Lightning. He might be available again.
1: Anyway, she's happy that Archie has a fight. Like she does support him, but she's like, dude, you're gonna throw the fight? Really? She has this great line where where he's like, they're gonna pay me $5,000, like so that's how much you think you're worth.
0: I'd be like, yes, I am that, I'm worth that. It's like,
1: hey. It's a lot of money. I can't Um, even tell
0: you what I would have done for $5,000 in high school. That would have been like a million dollars in high school.
1: Even now, uh, I could use $5,000. Yeah, no, I
0: definitely could use $5,000.
1: I would take a punch in the face for $5,000. Would it
0: break my nose? Yes. Then absolutely not. Okay. No. I I can't go under the knife again.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Anyway, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine, guys.
1: (laughs) I never. I didn't know you ever had surgery.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, just on my face. Just on your face? <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Oh,
1: was it? Is. Was it a face off?
0: It was a face off. Oh, that's I now, great. I now have what's his name's face?
1: Nicolas Cage's face. <laughs> yes,
0: I was actually going to say the other one, John face. John Travolta. Face.
1: You don't want John Travolta's face.
0: I did want John Travolta. John Travolta's
1: face. Travolta's face now looks like it was taken off and then, like oh, attached to this body. It Probably
0: was, but that's just that's just how all celebrities are now because of the societal pressure to look young. Yeah. See, I made it sad.
1: So Archie tries to back out of the fight. Now that Josie was like, "You know, you're worth more than five thousand dollars, right?" I was Uh, like, "You're right.
0: He should. I'm gonna make
1: something of myself. For what?
0: No, Archie's
1: not going to college.
0: Well, he could maybe go to college with five thousand dollars.
1: Not with no SAT score, because apparently Uh, you only get one chance uh, to take the SAT. Right. That's
0: true. I forgot about how it works in teen universe,
1: teen drama universe. Archie tries to back out of the fight, but Ellie was like, listen, man, I arranged bets for this, so here's the deal.
0: Who would be betting for Archie? It doesn't make any sense.
1: If you lose, if you win this one, I'm gonna pass that along to uh, the people making the bets, so they're gonna come after you. And if you choose to fight for real, uh, Ronson's just gonna kill you in the ring. A thing that happens.
0: Wait, so. <laughs> But I don't get it. Like, why can't he just be okay at his... Like, I don't get it. Like, why can't he just be, like, fine but not good because he's fine and not good as we've established?
1: Who's he in this situation? Archie. Archie should just be like, fine, I'll take the money anyway? Well,
0: he'll take the money, but you he won't try that hard. Because he's not good. He, we already established earlier <laughs> in the episode that he's it's, not right. Ready. So
1: it's not specifically that people are betting that Archie will win. It's people betting when Archie will lose. Okay. So Elio's setting up the bets so that the the one that that he knows will pay out is Ronson wins in round three.
0: Oh, see that's why I don't know about betting. So that's yeah. confusing. Okay. So
1: there's like specific rounds and side bets and overs and unders, it all it can get a little bit complex.
0: So it's not that he has to he's not gonna get knocked out in the first punch, because that wouldn't be beneficial either. No. Okay, then that makes sense. Yeah. Then this ball line makes a lot more sense. Right. Okay, cool. Carry on.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Archie goes to Tom Keller and he's like, I'm 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 not ready, and this guy's gonna I think he might kill me.
0: I don't get Tom it Help. So he needs to train Archie not so Archie will win, but so he can survive.
1: Right. Okay. So he basically teaches Archie to avoid <laughs>
0: Right, which is what I would do as well.
1: It's um, it's a good. What's the film. what's it's called? The rope a dope is the move. a dope. Yeah, it's the um, Muhammad Ali. Yes, it's the move Muhammad Ali used against like George Foreman, where he kind of just tired him out for a while until mm-hmm. he unloaded on him and took him down, uh, and then they put it in the Rocky movies in Rocky three.
0: It's George Foreman because Apollo Creed
1: is Muhammad Ali. Wait, really? Yeah, like like it's the that Apollo Creed comes from. He's he's inspired by Muhammad Ali.
0: Question, is George Foreman the actor?
1: The grills guy.
0: It is. He's the actor.
1: Yeah. Who named all of his kids George Foreman.
0: Okay. Why? Okay. Yeah. He's a boxer as well. He was. That's cool. More careers than I'm having. That's good.
1: (laughs) You really are learning a lot today. I am learning a lot. Hey. So, uh, Tom trains Archie. Archie tells Elio he's not taking the fall on him and back his money. Mm. Josie sings a song at LaBoneNut.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: it's called We Don't Need Another Hero. And, Get
0: it? Because Archie's a hero.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you where that one came from later, also. It's kind of pretty funny. Uh, so, t- uh, Archie kind of, yeah, he survives way past round three in the fight. And uh, Ronson does start tiring out. Josie shows up to cheer him on. Uh, Was it Ronson? Headbutts Archie. Normal. Like, Archie's nose looks broken in the scene. It
0: does. The makeup was actually quite good.
1: Next episode, he will have no scars.
0: No, of course not. He got attacked by a bear. And...
1: He's got a scar. Have you noticed how many permanent marks this season specifically is left on Archie?
0: Well, technically. We haven't seen that many.
1: There's been three.
0: What are the three? The bear claws? Tattoo. Oh, yeah.
1: Bear claws. And the brand on his side that no. they don't talk about anymore.
0: But that was disturbing. <laughs>
1: that is three things. That's a lot.
0: No, it one
1: is... thing is enough for any season of a show. Well, it's
0: also like why give him a tattoo when you just have to recreate a bad two over a tattoo over over and again. Right. Well, I said that word over and over.
1: Right, again. right. 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 Yeah. They gave him the tattoo to survive in juvie, and then he didn't stay that long in juvie. The brand was connected to uh, the Gargoyle King, and Archie has been. Pretty much outside of that entire plot for most of the season since escaping from Juvie.
0: So why bother?
1: I think that's going to come back next episode.
0: A brand could fade.
1: And the bear scar. I mean, why? Yeah. Why the bear attack?
0: Because you know what? Why not? This is the episode Archie gets attacked by a bear.
1: Anyway, Tom tells Archie he has to knock Ronson out to win. Archie doesn't pull it off. And by split decision, uh, Randy Van Ronson wins the fight. But hey, Archie's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, This is kind
1: of a best case scenario, I think, because Archie's still lost, so there won't be as many betters coming after him, but there still might be betters coming after Archie. But Josie's proud of him. And so that's they, what matters. Uh, so they make out a lot in his room, and potentially more.
0: Actually, John's notes say sex with like a million X's. It's true. I'm not kidding. It's
1: sex. True. Yes. Uh, except Archie's nose is, like, super broken, and... Imagine
0: if it just fell off. You just... <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of everything. I'm just
1: saying, like, if your nose is like that, Get making out mixed. has gotta hurt yeah. so much.
0: Nothing ever pains the teens too much in Riverdale, though. I remember when Jughead, like, almost died? Yes. That I would've... keep
1: ranting about this.
0: I honestly think, I mean, I know that sweeps or whatever is not a thing that they necessarily do anymore with TV. Yeah, it's not really as big of a deal. But, like, I keep wanting them to just kill off a main character. I know that sounds weird. Whom? If I had to choose? Well, I feel like nobody's really reached their inevitable, like, conclusion of their character arcs.
1: Reggie might have.
0: Maybe. Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, he could die, like, to save Veronica Mm -hmm. at the end of the season, and that would be sad. But... I don't know, I mean like if they kills Archie, They killed the Dilton,
1: isn't that enough for you? <laughs>
0: yes. yes, main character Dilton. <laughs> I think he was replaced by like several actors over the years, but that's no, fine. i he's
1: been the one guy.
0: Really? Yeah. even in the pilot? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So what should we go to now?
1: Veronica, Betty, or Jughead.
0: Veronica. Oh,
1: great. So Hiram asks to speak to Veronica. He's like, hey, so I've been in the hospital for a while, but um,
0: how is he still on the show? What more my... does he have to offer this?
1: Some of my stuff, I'm gonna be real vague about it, is gone. What's up? Frank is like, didn't the feds take it? Didn't mom say the feds took it?
0: The feds. He was like Who would be pissed about this? He's like, you know
1: who I suspect? Gladys Jones. <laughs> so, uh, conveniently. Yeah. Gladys stops by Labone Nut to pick up her uh, her payment. And uh, Veronica warns Gladys about Hiram. So Gladys is like, cool, cool, cool. You want to spy on him for me?
0: Veronica's and like, Veronica's like... Well, sure, this is all I do now, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm always just torn between two adults.
0: I mean, Gladys does He's have a point a where it's like,
1: listen, if the candy trade's going to happen, which... I can't believe we're just calling the drugs candy now.
0: Well, yeah, it makes it easier.
1: Who do you want to be in charge, Gladys or Hiram? Who would you pick?
0: I guess Gladys, because I don't really care about the Hiram plotline.
1: Gladys comes off as scary. overall. No. Chill. There's nothing scary about this woman.
0: You don't think anything's There's, scary She's about not her?
1: imposing. Her biggest threat is that she's going to tell on Veronica.
0: I think she's kind of scary in nature.
1: I'm not scared of her I actually greatly enjoy her
0: um, I, I enjoy her too but I'm and I'm scared. like
1: cool yeah man sell me drugs
0: <laughs> Sure, yeah that's, that's not safe I feel like if a cool woman tells you to buy drugs and that's the only thing you need not great. I'm just
1: saying Hiram's like a scary businessman looking guy I He's don't like find hey,
0: scary anymore. Hey kid
1: you want some drugs and then I'll own your soul.
0: I actually and, think that's and, a very good... You can't tell, but John does eyebrows just like Mark Consuelos in this moment. It's a very good impression. The face, it works.
1: And then Gladys Jones is like, Hey, buddy, get over here. I got some drugs. You want to have some that's drugs? also
0: a pretty good impression of Gladys. Bad point.
1: So, Gladys is like, Hey, if you if you just buying Hiram, I'll curb your debt a little bit.
0: Cool. Neat. Mm-hmm. So how much does she owe her? Also, um, how is this child supposed to make back this So, money? the
1: amount that she's paid Gladys <laughs> is less than what she owes Gladys, which that number is more.
0: Okay. <laughs> it was not today. <laughs> the other day? Yeah, okay. It's cool.
1: whatever she she owes more than she's spent and paid so far. <laughs> so, we uh, eventually
0: get kind of a very low number later that yeah. I was very surprised about.
1: Uh, but, I'm yeah. Veronica tells Hiram, "It's like, so yeah, your stuff is gone, uh, but hey, we can go straight. We can build the Hiram Land. I mean, the jail."
0: I don't think that Veronica understands yet that her dad has zero interest in like not being in the drug business. <laughs> like, this just,
1: is this is kind of my shit, honey. Right? Uh, like, I've been doing this since high school, literally.
0: Just let him be who he is.
1: I just, I really thought he'd be doing white collar crime, but instead he's just like you a know, like a straight well dressed street criminal.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, just. Well, they really framed him as something kind of boring at first, like in yeah. the first season. They were some like,
1: not right. he
0: embezzled <laughs> Well, even people. in season
1: two, it was all real estate stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and then, now, like,
1: by the end of the season, they transit, like, yeah, season one was real estate. Like, start as- season two involves some real estate, but like an undercurrent of more drugs. criminal mob stuff. And then season three is just, I'm a
0: drug lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which. It's bad. Why
1: did we build a private for profit prison? For if it- drugs. If it's just an underground drug lab that we never, ever see, I am.
0: Didn't we? Oh no, we. Didn't I feel go. like
1: we missed an entire Hiram plot, right?
0: He just really, really wants like, for you to know how tough of a dude. At the deal end is.
1: of last season, he convened the Legion of Doom, which included the sheriff and the ghoulies with Penny Peabody, and now the sheriff is dead. Yes. And the ghoulies are apparently no longer part of the Legion of Doom because Hiram's like. Oh, let's recruit the ghoulies. They're the drug dealers, and then if I control them, I control the drug trade. But
0: weren't they part of your thing? They
1: already worked for you. What happened? Um, Malachi got busy. Yeah, Malachi left to be on uh, that other show. My favorite
0: show, Good Trouble. Good Trouble.
1: And Penny Peabody, I guess... Listen, I'm pretty sure Gladys killed her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what it's implying. But, like... Because you can't have Penny Peabody and Gladys in the same scene. The world would explode. If... If the
1: Legion of Doom has been falling apart around Hiram, why wasn't that an episode of Hiram being like, holy shit, the Legion of Doom is falling apart around me. I have to hold on to power while appearing to everyone like I'm still the man in black in control.
0: Well, wait, so, okay, the only person left is Penelope.
1: Yeah, all the help she is. She just kind of hangs out in her... Little
0: Her very judgmental her little brothel. sex hotel room. Her sex hotel room where she judges everybody who is not very straight.
1: While fully clothed. <laughs>
0: While fully clothed. It's a
1: Everyone is fully clothed.
0: Everyone is fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is It's only kink. There's no sex. It's very confusing. Really? <laughs> this is like an incredibly boring BDSM club.
1: Yeah. So, Veronica tells Gladys, like, hi, hey, I'm just going for the ghoulies. So that plot. Goes back into Jughead stuff.
0: Going for the ghoulies. Sorry, uh, I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I what was referencing. I got very tired because so I, I had a lot of fried rice.
1: Hiram, like, at one point, questions Hermione's like,
0: hey, I haven't been able to get in touch with the
1: governor. What's going on with that? And what was state like, are they like Shrug. Uh, and he's like, okay,
0: okay, okay. And
1: I'm going to have a meeting with uh, Gladys later. And then Hermione just stares at Veronica.
0: Hermione, her, like, legs have been cut off. I just,
1: I can't believe Hermione is like, all of this, I'm going to put on my daughter's
0: shoulders. It's really fucked up, actually. You get why Veronica's kind of a mess? (laughs) Like, her parents could not care less about her. I
1: really desperately want Veronica to have an episode where she just kind of breaks down and is like, both of my parents.
0: She needs to be adopted.
1: Are bad people who actively hurt people.
0: And, and you, I, Veronica. And I
1: still live with them. Like, I need you know, her...
0: It's not that she just <clears throat> lives with them. She still, like, routinely shares meals with I them. I need
1: her to have an episode where she really confronts the fact that she helped this happen. She continues yeah. to help this happen. And she has to come to her... And she has to understand that there's a reason she continues to do it. And, yeah, maybe... Maybe the secret is to turn Veronica into an actual villain on this show.
0: That'd be so cool.
1: But... Instead, we have just this weird thing she's like, i am helping my parents, but I'm also against them. But I'm going to keep helping them. But they're bad people.
0: She doesn't... She wants, but drugs are
1: bad, too.
0: She wants her parents to be different than what they are.
1: She wants her parents to be legitimately different human beings. She
0: wants them to be... And the
1: thing she was running around in season one being like, Mom, you can't date Fred Jones.
0: Yeah, you mean at Andrews?
1: Or Fred Andrews, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Like, she... She wants her parents to still be very, very rich and very, very powerful. She just doesn't want them to be drug dealers, but she also doesn't really want them to which not be they, drug dealers that badly.
1: Which is something they have always been, and she somehow missed, despite being <laughs> incredibly obvious for 16 years of her life.
0: And also, all of her friends are in the mob. Yes. like
1: all All of-, of her childhood friends are in the mob, and she did not pick up on this for <laughs> 16 years. And she walked into town being like, I'm strictly breakfast at Tiffany's or I'm breakfast at Tiffany's and this town is strictly in cold blood. And Mira,
0: her dad is I'm like, I'm so intelligent. It's like cracking, like making like fizzle rocks in his like office. Yeah.
1: At the dinner table. And yeah. he's like, I'm just making some drugs.
0: No, sorry. This is what they did in breakfast at Tiffany's. I know you didn't actually read it. Veronica. I, know. I know
1: you never saw that movie.
0: <laughs> so
1: Veronica goes to glass. He's like, Hey, if you tell my dad what I did, I'm going to tell Jughead what she, what you did. And Glass is like, all right, fine. No one's going to kill me, but your dad might kill your mom. <laughs> and Veronica's like, damn it. <laughs> so when Glass and Hiram's reading comes up, she basically barges in to help make it go Glass's way to keep all of her secrets.
0: honestly did not really understand this plot line either. Maybe I'm not that bright.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's just dumb.
0: Okay, it's confusing though, right? I'm not crazy. It's
1: a whole lot of nothing happening. Right. Hiram just walked on the entire episode suspicious yes. of something. But he's
0: always suspicious. And
1: Veronica's like, he can't find out. And then she successfully keeps the secret. Uh he'll work with Veronica and control the, the prison while Gladys controls the drugs. And then she sits down the dinner and tells him her secret anyway. Dad, I burned your drugs. <laughs> I mean, her dad do, does find out, like, the governor got paid from Hermione like, the, the exact worth of everything her he lost. Her, Hermione isn't worth it, Veronica.
0: No, she's, she literally threw you under the bus, like, two episodes ago. So,
1: yeah, Veronica's like, I did it, and I want to apologize. And he's like, all right, you owe me $75,000. Does
0: she not have $75,000 yet?
1: Listen. This is the first time I've ever heard a specific number I know. on this show. That doesn't
0: seem like that much money. Props
1: to this writer. Uh, he picked out real specific numbers. There's a numerical value to Archie's life in the ring.
0: Right, $5,000. And a
1: numerical value to all of the drugs in town. So
0: Archie is worth how many drugs?
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. We're doing this. We're doing it's this. It's
0: 16, I think. I think. I'm not good at math, but I think it's 16. 16...
1: Divide by
0: five. 15. 15. Fuck! I was so close! Why did I not? Damn it. Yeah.
1: So, Archie is, um. Yeah. So, if. Five thousand dollars is uh, one fifteenth of seventy five thousand dollars. That means Archie is a fifth as valuable, or one fifteenth as valuable as all of the uh, fizzle rocks in town.
0: Seems real as the
1: entire drug business in Riverdale.
0: Which one seems very, <laughs> very um, low stakes now that I know it's under a hundred grand for this fi- this fizzle yeah. rocks. Uh,
1: it seems like it's a mostly profit business, you yeah, know, because you can definitely upsell all of that.
0: Yeah, I hope. I mean, for you know, clearly
1: sake. they've just like they're just not telling people how they make fizzle rocks. Yeah. So that's Ronica's plot. Um, where would you like to go next, Betty or Jughead?
0: Jughead, because Betty's my favorite.
1: Also, Betty probably has the strongest ending of, any yeah, of them. Yeah, totally. All right. <clears throat> so Glass is home making breakfast for the whole family. Uh, Jellybean is in one shot this entire episode.
0: Yeah, I'm happy that they brought her in. <clears throat> also, that trailer seems so small. It's very small. Right? Like, just I, for all of them. You know what I like?
1: Little detail? we sleeping on the couch.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the girls have the bed, and the boys are, like, sleeping on a cot on the couch. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, like,
0: you know, it, it just, it feels like they had kind of their own thing going, and then these women came in and kind of ruined their man cave.
1: I don't know. It still seems pretty much the same house.
0: I know. Just, you know.
1: Jellybean drinks coffee, and for some reason, this, like, He's like, drinking coffee. What? I mean, I'm cool with this. I just like having my family home.
0: It's not like she has a boyfriend. It's like no. she's drinking coffee. It's not
1: like she's. Does she go to school? What's
0: going not on? Not clear. Uh, How old is she? She's ninth grade? I'm going to say ninth grade.
1: Uh, the age that Jughead is, she <laughs> is less. <laughs> okay, cool. The, uh, so the serpents, meanwhile, our, uh, Jughead goes to a serpents meeting, and now there's like five serpents left. The, like, we lost eight more members, so the pretty poisons.
0: I love this. It sounds like the band that Taylor Momsen is in, The Pretty Reckless, which I love.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jughead's like, I guess it's a pretty simple solution. I just bring Tony Topaz back into the gang.
0: Okay, Jughead is the worst fucking leader ever. <laughs> Jughead's like, I made a stand on principle with Fangs. So I kicked Fangs out, brought Fangs back in immediately after. Tony Topaz, I kink her out for stealing an egg. I immediately regret that decision, and too late, I try to bring Tony back. It's true. Yeah. He is awful. He is awful.
1: He deserves to be unseated.
0: He really should.
1: It would have been cool if the Tony Topaz plot was, instead of forming her own rival gang, was her using some obscure bylaw of the serpents to take it from him.
0: Well, I'm hoping that they queen her by I the want, end of the season. I want
1: Jughead kicked out of the serpents. I
0: just want the serpent... And the Serpent Hotline actually doesn't bother me that much anymore. Well, it's
1: just like a school after-school club
0: now. Right. And it's it's kind of weird that everybody is living outside when, like... It, That's true. You process. can't
1: get them some houses? Right. know can't build some low-income
0: houses? It's going to be really, really
1: You can take advantage of? It probably is. Yeah. Um... So uh, Jughead like, takes Tony out to, for a meal and he's like, I want you back in, you know, you're by blood. And she's like,
0: Remember when I said that to you at a fucking <laughs> meeting and you didn't care about that and you kicked me out anyway and now you're using the exact excuse to bring me back? You are an asshole. Why were we ever friends?
1: Word for word reciting the line oh from my the, God, from the show. What bothers me is that her reasoning for not coming back is that she wants to lead. Um, a desire she has never once shown before.
0: I think she's just trying to be like Jughead. You're so bad at your job,
1: and that's great. It would have been great if she said it, but no, she's like, "I want to be the leader." I don't think you do. You want the community aspect,
0: right? But like, well, last I, time, last episode, she was like, "I want family," and this uh, time she's like, just "I want." Me so much. Yeah.
1: I hate the pretty poison stuff a lot.
0: Yeah, it doesn't bother me because we know nothing about it so far.
1: He calls her Cheryl's Vanity Project.
0: Which seems like mean.
1: Is so true though.
0: So true. I, I feel like
1: Cheryl's shit in this. She's a rich spoiled girl who's like, I'm gonna form my own gang for my girlfriend.
0: Right, yeah. And We're all
1: gonna be archers and Amazons, and then I'm gonna go to my really nice college that I'm all that like I'm I'm a legacy at and just like, I'll never think about this again in my life.
0: Right, yes. That is Cheryl's personality right now. Is it problematic? 100%. Yes. Is it really going to ruin Tony and Cheryl's relationship if it has it already? 100%. But am I going to enjoy Cheryl having a gang of women called the Pretty Poisons? 100%. Yeah.
1: Cool. What are the names of any of the no, in No, yeah. It game? doesn't, matter. <coughs> then doesn't it's, matter. Then it's flawed already. Yeah.
0: But how, what are the names of the women in Wonder Woman who were Amazon, Amazons? Amazonians?
1: Uh, well, there's generally anti type Okay, fine. You know. Yeah. I get it.
0: Let's <laughs> move on.
1: Uh... She, uh, Tony does get a sick burn in on him. She's like, hey, the serpents aren't a family anymore. I... Which is true. Yeah. Also, um, where is
0: Queen Betty and why did you make her queen when Betty has so Yeah, she doesn't do to... shit with them. Yeah, no.
1: I'm so... Stop splitting up your four into their own separate plots. Have them be friends and hang out and do stuff together now.
0: Isn't that what you didn't want? What? Them to... Yeah, I thought you didn't want them to hang out.
1: As much. No, I absolutely want them to hang out. Did okay. I say that episodes ago? I think ago?
0: you maybe have.
1: Wait, maybe, am I full of it?
0: Or maybe you just wanted the couples to break up, which is... I want the
1: couples to break up.
0: Maybe I missed it. I want day. the
1: foursome to do stuff in pairs. Okay. Different pairings, whatever. And then if you need to have a third or fourth plot in the episode, you have a million side characters with good actors in them.
0: Jughead and Veronica working together.
1: Dude, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find out. It won't go well. They They don't like each other. They
0: don't like each other. They really, Um, they're like friends who don't click.
1: Yeah. They're like, they're not friends with each other, but they're friends with each other's friends.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Cheryl trains the pretty poisons in archery because.
0: I would like to learn that. um, I'm sorry. They're all
1: really good at it immediately also.
0: Yeah. Sorry. There was like an ambulance that would not shut up. Like.
1: Yeah. How dare that one person be.
0: No, it's so sad. injured. So crazy. So sad.
1: Um, and Tony's Tony updates Cheryl about all this, and Cheryl is like super mad at, at Jughead.
0: Yeah, and then she gets the pretty boys to chuck J- the shit Cheryl out of Cheryl never
1: serpents. was a real member of the Serpents. There's I- nothing about family and community when you have the special red jacket.
0: Wow, that's deep. That is true. But I love that jacket.
1: It's a really nice it's jacket. It's a really
0: nice jacket. Those jackets are not inexpensive. <coughs> they are probably incredibly expensive.
1: Yeah, well, listen, whoever's, like, the leather jacket supplier in Riverdale is just Kill making me. so much money yeah. right now. Pretty Poisons have their own leather jackets. Serpents have their own leather jackets. Gladys, leather jacket. Gladys Jones has her own leather jacket.
0: Yeah, and, uh, like, I mean, honestly, like, a nice leather jacket could go like, for, like, 500 And the
1: season two, they had to get a leather jacket for every single kid in Riverdale High. Oh, my God. To yes, intimidate they the did. principal.
0: The oh, leather oh goods manufacturer
1: in Riverdale is...
0: It's booming. Yeah,
1: they're just just—they're just making so much money. I love it. Um, so, the pretty poisons surround Sweet Pea and Fangs outside Pops, and Cheryl's like, here's a message for Jughead, and then they all beat him up. The boys do belittle girls, which is so dumb, because they definitely know some of them, because you said some of them were...
0: Serpents. Yeah, yeah, they they kind of don't act like they know them. Yeah,
1: they didn't take it seriously at all. No. So this one's actually on them.
0: Yeah, and also they probably had brass knuckles. Just saying.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. I love that's why the, that's why Cheryl had her hands in her pockets because she didn't want to show off her brass knuckles.
0: I think that Cheryl's like face though, watching the girls beat up the serpents, I, it's, it made me think that maybe Cheryl is evil. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, mean, she didn't
1: think twice about this.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a. Fucked She's up never
1: life. been a violent character like this before. Like, I always associate archie with archery with like archery. Archie archery with like precision and, and tactics. And yeah like, no, I don't need to punch this person down. I just shoot them in the leg and they can't move anymore, kind of kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: that's not violent. <laughs> well,
1: it's less. It's what it I'm saying. Less aggressive, I think. And like th- it's there's the difference between a precision instrument and like a blunt hammer. And this is a very blunt move to beat up two guys. Although barely, they're like fine next year. Right, they're
0: okay, but still.
1: Like Lattice is just treating them, and she's like, "Hey, maybe you need more numbers." Ooh, I happen to have learned this from a random source. The mm-hmm. ghoulies are available. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Cheryl's new nail color is vigilante violet.
0: Oh my god. Poor Tony.
1: Uh, and Tony's mad. like, dude, you beat up my friends.
0: Yeah. Tony, I don't think, like Cheryl anymore. No. I don't think this is working out. No, this is
1: definitely. And they're never going to address it. They're never going to talk about it. I Cheryl don't. basically took ownership of Tony. She never was like, we're equals in this. Cheryl's like, Tony is mine now.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> She's like her little pet.
1: Yeah. So when Tony's like, is this gang mine or yours? And Cheryl's like, it's yours. She doesn't mean it.
0: No. She's kind of hyperming her in a way. Yeah.
1: Like, it's she, very similar.
0: Yeah, which is sad. Cause like I really liked them together, and like when Tony was like, Cheryl, you're sensational," and I predicted their relationship early on. Like I was really hoping for better. It feels know? sad
1: to predict their demise. So early. Uh, yeah,
0: it is. It feels sad. But you were
1: living in the they together longer than most people That's because you true. believed it, and I was like, "They don't know each other."
0: Like before the character, I think was even cast, I was very much into it.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: I know. I don't really know how I did that.
1: Um... So Jughead asks FP if he can offer the ghoulies, basically like if you join the Serpents we're immune from the cops because it's my dad, and I can't believe FP is like, yeah, all right.
0: I don't I <laughs> like he's
1: mad about it, but he's still like, all right.
0: No one's uh, good at their job in this town.
1: It's true. Uh, so Jughead like checks in with a ghoulies. He's like, hey, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and this guy with like a really nice. Like, like, individual
0: jacket?
1: Individual jacket. Like, a, a unique jacket. Yeah. I don't know why I blanked on the word unique, but... <laughs> he <laughs> is an individual with a jacket.
0: Individuals. individual
1: Man, that is one individual individual.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Uh, the point is, uh, this guy's like... Um, the ghoulies are... Now that Malachi is on that show on Freeform...
0: I love that show on Freeform.
1: And... Penny Peabody is definitely dead.
0: Yeah. Um, we're
1: being led by someone named Kurtz.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna make a new guy. It's a new guy. Kurt has a lot of problems. Kurtz. Kurtz, that's Kurtz, his name?
1: Like a last name. Kurtz. K-U-R-T-Z.
0: Yeah, Kurtz has a lot of problems. Yeah.
1: So Jughead walks into the um, final act of apocalypse now. Right, very creepy. Um Kids are playing G&G, hardcore, in a didn't, drug den.
0: Didn't know we were still doing that, but that's okay.
1: With the stone gargoyle. Like, they found it. They grabbed it. Uh, and Kurtz is played by a guy who was on The 100. Oh, yeah? Probably a couple others. Yeah, he was, um, He was like, a um, security guy. Uh, he was in a relationship with one of the boys. Uh, one of the more important boys on the show. I should but, watch uh, the show, right? I think you'd like it.
0: Yeah, I think I would, too.
1: Um, is this still on? Yes.
0: It's not like canceled or No, good, the
1: next season starts like in a few months, I think. Okay. Uh, this man is banana pants.
0: Banana pants.
1: He's like, Griffins and Gargoyles. Do you think Griffins and Gargoyles is a game?
0: <laughs> it's a
1: prophecy.
0: It's, it's a game, though, right? S-
1: Sacrifices are already made. The Gargoyle King
0: lives and he will choose. So we're never going to find out who the real Gargoyle King is, right? That
1: real Gargoyle King is in your heart.
0: Right. I know. <laughs> He's I'm an like, idea. I'm starting to think that there might be not a real Gargoyle King.
1: I love this scene.
0: I know because it's insane.
1: It's, this is, this is what I wanted the whole season to be.
0: Uh-huh. Crazy, The random characters popping up being Crazy.
1: I'm having theories. Like we'll talk in rumor mill, oh, okay. but like there's some stuff no processing theories. up here.
0: Is it weird that I have no theories about any of this?
1: I think this is more in my wheelhouse than okay, like like weird trippy fantasy stuff. Yeah, like, you're great at predicting who's going to end up together, though. I
0: am. I'm really good at
1: it. Although, did you see Josie and Archie coming?
0: Um, not actually, but I, nah. But I feel like they didn't hint at it.
1: No, that's because it came out. Of, I think it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Josie was like not on screen, and now she's dating Archie.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's good that they're going to give her more screen time before she gets her own show.
1: Here's what I figured out: for all, all the side characters should get to date Archie for a couple episodes, so that they get screen time and story arcs.
0: Yeah, just for a few minutes, right?
1: So like Kevin should date Archie for a couple episodes. Would love that. That's
0: the only thing I want. That'd be now. pretty
1: great. Um, or, yeah, Tony should date Archie for a couple episodes
0: would be weirder for be, me. It would be
1: pretty weird. Yeah, 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 I
0: don't know why. Somehow it would be weirder.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think, like, who am I missing? Oh, Fangs should date Archie for a few episodes.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember when we were like, Fangs is gay.
1: <laughs> right, but you know who said Fangs was gay. The
0: person hooking up with Fangs? Yeah. That was weird. That was, like, a weird choice. That was confusing. Yeah,
1: they were just trying to throw us off the trail. That was Actually, confusing. they definitely hadn't made up their mind of whether he was straight yeah. or gay. Bye. So, Juggerna returns home empty-handed. Um, and then a few scenes later... Gladys shows up with the gargoyles, and she's like, don't worry, I recruited them.
0: They all And Scary Kurtz is now
1: in Jughead's home.
0: Oh, yes. Which, by the way, home is very small. Like, yes. How are these people going to fit there? It's a, uh, it's
1: a very tiny, tiny trailer. <gasps> you want to talk about Betty? I do want to talk about Betty. All right, so Alice is getting her wedding, wedding dress altered for the farm baptism.
0: I mean, you have to admire her, though. Like, she's just all in on this crazy cult shit.
1: How wasn't she like just out of high school when she married um how
0: um yeah probably pretty young
1: So like that dress is old Yeah but like she puts it on and
0: it oh, still fits yeah. Oh no
1: it's a it's a hideous outfit
0: Oh I was going to say I liked it kind of Oh
1: no I like like, a like a the version she wears later is good but like the unaltered version she wears in that now one scene good. with no back I'm like
0: what Ugh, Oh it's
1: that. it's bad <laughs> okay it's a bad dress I don't like it
0: yeah no it's okay nobody will marry you in that dress we promise uh oh thanks
1: <laughs> uh there's I just have a random note where it's like uh Jughead and Buddy are the, like those married high schoolers those kids who are in a relationship just a little bit too long and you're yeah. like they walk everywhere together oh
0: yeah but I feel like that's a high school thing <laughs>
1: they're the kids who win class couple in the yearbook and then break up during yes, the summer after right, high school exactly lives.
0: And then, like, that one of them ends up dating somebody in college for, like, ten years. and it's, Yeah, and like,
1: the other one uh, has a child by now.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Uh, Evelyn and Polly uh, are there when Betty finds a signed release form for the baptism that includes a clause that Alice might die during the baptism. To
0: be fair, you have to sign that kind of stuff for a lot of shit.
1: That inv- that includes you might die?
0: Yeah, like, if you join a gym, you have to sign that.
1: Oh, than I have signed my life away. Yeah, you 24 be surprised. hour fitness.
0: Um, some amusement park rides, probably. That
1: that actually checks out.
0: Yeah. But it's also sort of like, well, I mean, you're dead, so who's suing? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh since Betty since none of Betty's friends are available, she decides to go to Kevin. Uh and ask. <laughs> Kevin him, is her friend. I guess, but like he's not part of the
0: no, Kevin is just there when somebody is. <laughs>
1: this is his one scene this episode, so yeah. <clears throat> his dad gets more to do now than he does. Do
0: you ever think about how many people on Riverdale are committed to Riverdale, but are very not in all the episodes by far? Yeah, like I do. Like Madeline, I worry Hedge. about them. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't worry about well, that. Madeline, if
1: you're myself, a series regular, you get paid every time, no matter what, right?
0: I think so. Or well, yeah, so. I don't know if you get paid no matter what. I think it's. I I would I don't know.
1: But the parents are all like recurring, right? So like if they're not used for a couple of episodes, they could go and get a permanent job somewhere else, and the Riverdale would. Although Riverdale probably has them contractually for like a few of like X many episodes in the season.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would mean you're available. Hmm. Riverdale being like first position or something. I don't know how it works. Yeah,
1: I'm not really sure either. Yeah. We're too outside right now. We're too
0: outside of, of the of
1: the industry to talk about it. Um. Betty asked Kevin to help her find escapees from the farm and talk to them to learn about the farm. And Kevin's like, actually, I'm going to join the farm.
0: Wait, Kevin says this? Did I miss this shit?
1: So Kevin's like, listen, after Moose left, I was really sad. And then Evelyn started talking to me. I don't know and if I remember And Evelyn was like, scene. I'm going to introduce you to all the cool gay boys we have at the farm. And what I'm saying is I'm going to join the farm. And Betty, you shouldn't be so ready to see the worst in people.
0: I don't remember him saying that. He, I believe you. But I'm like, wow, well, I missed it very yeah, good yeah, Yeah, he's, he's,
1: he's thinking of joining the farm.
0: Wow. I mean, honestly, that makes sense because they're doing uh, Heather's the Musical, which is a weird choice. I love that musical. We know it's like my favorite musical. But it's a weird choice for a cult to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the cult is putting the musical on That's right? It's a
0: strange choice.
1: <sighs> Ex-farmies refuse to speak to Betty until one calls her back. They're like, I want to talk on the phone in case they're listening, which is like, what? They're yeah. tapping the phones? Uh, so let will meet somewhere private. The bunker. The sex bunker.
0: Someone's going to get locked in that fucking bunker. I- I'm telling you, it's going to be bad. So, Betty
1: meets with Martha, who left the farm six years ago. and Her sister Marigold died by the farmer's hand. And the farm believes if you get close enough to death, you'll see the truth. You'll ascend.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So, they are connected. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think Chad Michael Murray might have gone to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy once upon a time.
0: And then, yeah... So you think he's and the he gargoyle king? And saw something,
1: and I think he might be the gargoyle king. Ugh,
0: that's gonna be annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's too obvious. <laughs> it's annoying. So the first step is, is the baptism. Uh, that's part. That's for seventh entering the farm and like ascending, and uh, that's where Marigold died. So Betty just like runs out. So like, very dramatically. Um, does Martha just like stay in the bunker? I'm where Martha <laughs> is. Uh, yeah. Uh, they put Alice underwater, but Betty gets her time. By the way, Betty, there's some scenes of her just like running. That girl's booking it. Yeah. And she's like Betty's she's very like, fast. Uh she for Polly's like holding Alice underwater. Alice is struggling, but then when Betty gets there, she's like, Polly, help me. And then Polly know, helps then drag Polly's Alice like, out okay. of the
0: water. Yeah. I don't really yeah. yeah, so Polly was trying to kill her mom.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Not on purpose, but like kind of on purpose. Yeah. So she knew what she did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that Polly's was good too. Uh, Polly's canceled. Well. Polly's been canceled for a while. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But this is probably the worst thing the farm could possibly do. and I'm-
1: Other and steal all of Betty's money?
0: Right. No, they did that, too. Yeah, but this is the worst thing they've done.
1: This is, yeah. And this, this is, they've, they've, they've put them. people's life in danger. And
0: they've killed people.
1: Yeah, people are dead because yeah. of them. Changes the game because before we were like
0: they didn't do anything wrong. Right? No, they did. This is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, stealing money is not cool either. But they didn't really steal it; they were kind of mani- they manipulated someone into giving it to them. I feel right. like that's still different. Right. So
1: yeah. Um. So Betty performs CPR and saves Alice's life. She can't get Martha back on the phone because Martha's in the bunker where there's no cell reception. She
0: actually dies there.
1: Yeah, so she's pretty- gonna. Three episodes later, they'll come down to like, oh, oh who are you? No. Is, is Betty not back yet? <laughs> oh.
0: oh, there's a Oh, there's this just dead
1: lady in the bunker.
0: Damn, we didn't kill this one.
1: But Alice claims she was reborn. She's her purpose and destiny, just like she said. Now she can purge the last thing holding her back. The house.
0: Betty has the best. Lily Reinhardt really does a good job being oh, so emotional in this scene. This is great. Yeah, her, it's she's great. great acting because it's like you can tell that she, she thought she got through and that she didn't. And that just the pain of like losing her mom like for good, that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. So now she just has her serial killer dad.
1: Right. And her mom's just like, we're all going to be together. Alice, Polly, Betty, the twins. The twins are dead. Twins are dead. You <laughs> killed them in the premiere. Those babies are dead.
0: <laughs> you never seen the babies again. So, so I'm
1: never going to let this one go. And that is the end of this episode.
0: I loved it. I love that storyline. Alice is really fucked, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for her in a weird way. She's been through some shit. <sighs> yeah. And now she gets to hang out with Todd Michael Murray. it's so, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Right? I yeah. love Bunger Hill. I actually started rewatching it after... They announced that Edgar Ever was going to be played by the last person I actually expected. So I'm excited about it.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So where do you want to go first? River Mill, connections?
0: I... Let's do your connections because you are excited about that.
1: All right. I got three. Yay. First of all, Kurtz is a direct relationship to, bleh, direct reference to Apocalypse
0: Now. Oh, yeah. There it's you Colonel go. It's Colonel
1: Kurtz. Uh, Apocalypse Now is the Vietnam War movie where, um, like, a like a group of guys is sent, basically, down this river to find this uh, military uh, colonel who went AWOL and is, like, running a group of savages out there. Yeah. And it's not so much about the destination, but about the journey.
0: Right, of course.
1: <clears throat> but when they get there, he's played by...
0: Marlon Brando? Marlon
1: Brando. Uh, and Marlon Brando is just, like, super scary and mostly enshrouded in darkness. And, um speaks in, like, these um, metaphysical uh, tirades. Um, well, he's not yelling, but, like, he's he's pretty crazy uh, out there in the woods, in the jungle. And the, the whole thing is like, oh, and the main character has to go as crazy as him to destroy him. So Jughead's whole thing with the ghoulies was basically a big Apocalypse Now reference, including that guy.
0: Getting on... The crazy level.
1: Right, but this guy is crazy about G and G.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A totally normal thing that happens all the time. No,
0: no, never. No, no, it's pretty. Yeah, bad. It's like are you just defending it now? <laughs> uh
1: Randy Van Ronson, the man that Archie fights, is a character from the Archie Comics universe. Oh. But you're never gonna guess what he was. I'm gonna
0: guess he's the world's wealthiest tycoon from Katie Keene. What do you think?
1: I'd appreciate it if you didn't read
0: my notes. Okay, cool. There you go.
1: But yeah, he was. So that character won't be in Katie Keene, the
0: show. Or he'll be a boxer. Listen,
1: I'm still hoping Katie Keene is like a secret title and they're really going to be like, just kidding. It's Josie and the Pussycats
0: mm-hmm. with
1: two new Pussycats. It's not. <laughs> that bothers me Sorry. a lot. Sorry. Ashley Murray should be the star of a show titled Josie.
0: I know, but... I think it'll work. the hell is this
1: Katie Ker- character?
0: Well, she's like a fashion icon from the, um, the world of Archie Comics.
1: So Randy Van Ronson would have been a love interest for Katie Keene in the old comics. But now he's a, um, and yeah, he's a wealthy tycoon. But instead, he's, he's, a, a, he's a low-level boxer who fights yeah. dirty. And the last one is uh, We Don't Need Another Hero. The song that Josie sings is a Tina Turner song that was originally featured in the soundtrack for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome.
0: Okay, That's random, but yeah, okay. it's pretty
1: random, yeah. yeah. But
0: it kind of makes sense. Riverdale is sort of the Mad Max universe with water, <laughs> so, you know. It's like a lot of it's, it's like the first Mad Max
1: with record rainfall,
0: yeah, exactly. It's amazing.
1: Okay, let's do some uh rumor mill. What do you do? You have anything?
0: You know, I really uh, my theory could be that Editor Ever, Ever Never is going to be the gargoyle king, but also, like, I feel like they already discovered. And sort of debunked that he was, so I don't, I'd be very disappointed if that's the answer that we've kind of expected the whole time.
1: Counterthought, is Evelyn.
0: She's so small.
1: Maybe she's older than she's pretending to be.
0: I mean, that doesn't matter if she's older than she's pretending to be. She's still physically tiny. (laughs) Stilts. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but then, like, uh, I don't know. It is weird that she always showed up when people had seizures, though.
1: Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like literally at this exact moment, I'm like, what if they did that thing where it's like, oh, they're looking through an old yearbook. It's like, wait, this girl looks just like.
0: Although uh, they could also be yeah. like,
1: we all look just like. Right,
0: exactly. It's actually, that's how jeans work. <coughs> yeah. You look exactly like that person. Oh, that okay. would be a very cool twist. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Orphan?
1: I know that twist. Yeah. I have not seen Orphan by now. It's a good one. movie. I was thinking of Sky High. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, it's like the Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is she? She reverse age.
1: The her weapon uh, made people turn into babies. Remember, and And it turned herself into a baby, so she had to.
0: That's a horrible. She went through puberty twice. Yeah. That's a horrible fate for anyone. It's pretty messed up. Because being a baby with the knowledge of being an adult, that's awful.
1: Yes, although. You do sometimes wish you could go back and, like, everything I know now, if I hadn't...
0: Yeah, but I feel like you just end up screwing it up in different ways.
1: Right. Like, so. I'd be I'd be acting like an old man among, among a bunch of Gen Z kids. Yeah, and it
0: would still be fucked. Like, you'd still... It'd be bad. Uh,
1: my theory is basically built entirely around this belief structure of the farm. Now we understand what ascension is. The idea isn't to die. It's to start, stop your heart for, I guess, a little bit. Get, bounce like, back, and in that moment you'll see something. You'll understand more.
0: Have you seen the OA? And it's not the I've
1: seen the OA. I don't like the, the OA. I know, but
0: isn't that kind of what they do in the OA?
1: It's a lot like what they do in the OA. Yeah. It also literally happened to Archie.
0: Right, it's true. It did. This straight
1: up... We've seen it. Archie
0: ascended. Yeah, you're right. He did ascend.
1: He did it, man. And he had that whole dream and that...
0: It was weird, but yeah.
1: I, it showed him the truth, which was... Go the fuck home.
0: I guess. Yeah, um, but or like, kill Hiram, but don't yeah wake up with Hiram for no so, reason. So like, doesn't seem like it helped Archie that much. Honestly, he this, became an alcoholic pretty quickly. after But
1: like, that. it was a real thing in the in the world of this show. If you almost die a near death experience where your heart stops for a little bit, you will come back a little bit different than before. Yeah, I'm betting Edgar has done it a couple of times.
0: <laughs> Every time he's a little different, he yeah. looks
1: great though. Right right he look, yeah you actually get better looking. You the get time. more
0: hot yeah yeah it's
1: the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> so like we've seen it once. Alice has gone through it and I kind of wonder if anyone else is gonna do it before the season ends. Well, wait, Cheryl. Hiram almost died. So did he did he died? ascend in some way or was he not worthy? Do you just uh, call anyone who hasn't seen anything not worthy?
0: Well, think about it. But now. Hiram came
1: back, and he was cool with Archie now.
0: Fred also ascended then.
1: Yeah. Fred had the dream thing
0: yeah. back at the start of season two. Weird.
1: You see visions that change your perspective a little bit.
0: Fred's always been pretty chill, though.
1: Like, But, but like, in that moment near death, it's when, like, yeah, a clear truth is put in front of you.
0: Yeah. The thing is, though, I mean, that's true. That's true, but also that's just kind of like with anything in life. You go through an experience and then you feel differently afterwards.
1: Right, but this is, like, more pure, I think. I guess. Is what they're going for.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're wrong. Like, the, the farm is not right.
1: Right, right, correct. Don't join cults. Don't
0: join cults.
1: Or pyramid schemes, apropos of nothing. Um, no,
0: don't do that either.
1: Yeah, that, um... That's my big That's my big rumor mill takeaway.
0: That's a good theory. Is that the
1: Ascension is a real thing that we've seen multiple times on the show. Uh, and I hope we get to see it again now that we understand what it is.
0: Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't really have any other theories because I feel like I don't know who the Gargoyle King is. I don't right. know if they're important.
1: Pretty poisons and the serpents are going to fight until they become the serpents again. Right. That's going to happen. Um,
0: I'm hoping the main character dies.
1: Josie's gonna break up with Archie and leave the show. That's the dream. Uh, that's it. That's all. Oh, but you know, or you know what I'm betting happens? What? She stays with Archie because spinoffs always do like a couple crossover episodes in the first season to to like maintain buzz and, well, like, and it, like build up both shows. It's gonna be so like they'll do long distance for a little bit.
0: It's gonna be a like five years into the future.
1: Oh, never mind. Then yeah. she's gonna break up with Archie and leave town. Yeah, totally. Um, that's all I got. Uh, what are you looking forward to right now?
0: Did we not do prom king or prom queen? Oh,
1: shoot. You're After right. One? We forgot all of that. I
0: know, John. I know I'm Insane. Tell You're me like...
1: what they are.
0: Prom queen, Betty, for trying to save her mom. Deal. Prom king, Elio, for being good businessman. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not Elio. Yeah, hey, he was
1: pretty straight up with Archie. He
0: was honestly very honest. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't really... You know
1: what? I'm going to... I want to give it to Jughead for not... Taking the crazy ghoulies Okay For like understanding Like this isn't worth it I'm walking yeah. away
0: Okay that's fair uh, But he also was Kind of a shitty leader He was
1: Yeah he tried to make up For his mistakes But it's too late now I know Uh, uh one
0: Can we just friend? Tom Keller Oh yeah Cause he Yeah
1: Yeah
0: He was good Fred wasn't th- in this episode so. Who would
1: we like to throw Into the bus
0: I mean so many people But Cheryl Yeah she was shitty
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah She was him. really bad
0: She was bad Oh. Well, John, what are you looking forward to? Uh,
1: I just finished The Umbrella Academy on Netflix Do you like and it? it was great.
0: Really? I've heard some mixed things. So I that's good.
1: really liked it. It's got a killer soundtrack and it did a really good job of adapting basically two different volumes of the comic book into one cohesive story.
0: Well I love Gerard Way and I love my comical romance. Yeah. And I love Ellen Page. Yeah,
1: it's uh he created I mean he created the comic it's based off of Which and is crazy to me. This definitely improves on the source material. Cool. I want to write a whole thing about it in the blog.
0: You should write a whole thing about it in the blog. I might
1: write a whole thing about it in the blog. You
0: should write a whole thing about it in the blog. Do you
1: think I should write a whole thing about it in the blog? A whole thing about it in
0: the blog. In the blog? (laughs) In the blog.
1: (laughs) What are you looking forward to right now?
0: Well, I don't know if it's looking forward to or more recommending, but Pen15 on Hulu, I just started it. I was a little apprehensive, but Ian and I started watching it a couple of days ago, and now that's all I want to do. It's so funny... But it's so funny in a way where it's so painfully true.
1: Is it very relatable to your own like oh, middle school oh my God, experience? It's too
0: much. But the so basically for those who don't know, it's the show is about middle school. It's about in middle school in like two thousand. I think it's August of two thousand. Is like the date they write on the board in the first episode. Um, and the interesting thing about it is the two leads are like maybe thirty in yeah. real life. Yeah. But they, they they still look pretty young. They obviously don't look like middle school age. No. But they act so accurately to how people act in middle school, as does everyone around them who is actually the younger age. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. It's so funny in ways that, like, if you hadn't lived the experience, I don't know if you would have. It's just it's so it's – certain things, certain, like, ways they interact with each other just feel so accurate. It's almost like – it's just crazy to me that you can be removed from middle school for like a decade, two decades and still understand like, wow, this is my life or this was my life.
1: And like something like that can be so spot on. And then other, other stuff tell them at middle school just is so off base. It's crazy.
0: Well, I think that, I think that there was something, I was having a conversation with somebody about how a lot of high school shows, I think because usually when teenagers, are on TV, they're usually played by somebody a little bit older. So usually you've got somebody who's playing 16, but might be like 20, 21 mm-hmm. and looks a little bit older because when you have a teen show, you want them to get involved in like the sexier stuff. and right. have Right. You want to do college
1: stuff in a high school setting. Right.
0: Exactly. And, and I think that that's kind of why high school shows maybe, I mean, some do, but for the most part, like don't always feel the most realistic. Because you're kind of trying to be maybe a little bit more scandalous or maybe not scandalous, but mature than, well, there are definitely high school students doing things that are like, you know, mm-hmm. gay, like whatever. Like, it's not that that stuff doesn't happen in high school ever. But I think that the thing that's interesting about middle school is that because everybody looks so young, you're not going to have a show about middle schoolers where you're trying to like make them, I don't know, it's like middle school's young, but... You f- you feel when you're in it more mature. Yeah. But when people are reflecting on it, you realize how young everybody is. I hope it's that true. makes sense.
1: No, I get it. Yeah. So it's like
0: you can really embrace the kid awkwardness. And Plus, not,
1: it's not trying to be mature. It's trying to be immature.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it's so smart. And it has moments of just complete insanity and hilarity. Sorry, I'm really going to No, go for now. it. Yeah. Um, it's so funny and ridiculous. But it also has these like really nice moments of like, oh, like somebody's like parents are like fighting and getting divorced or whatever. And that like... Seems really real and hard, and it's not as ridiculous as everything else on the show. But it's also not played for like overwrought emotions. Like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like very natural. The whole thing is great, and I love it. End rant.
1: Where can they find you for more
0: rants? For more rants, um, well, you can find me on Twitter at rileytweets. That's R E I L L Y tweets. Find Stella on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. You know how to spell that though. What about you, John?
1: You can find me on Twitter at John Patton. You can find me on my blog, Catch from the Rye, where rye is spelled W R Y. What
0: a good pun. <laughs>
1: uh, I guess, uh, what is, do we know what's happening next week on this show?
0: I have not watched it. I saw a
1: teaser. It was like a lot of symbol stuff.
0: Ooh, fun. So
1: it's going to be Gargoyle King heavy.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that the farm and the Gargoyle King finally united.
1: Yeah, I'm finally the f- glad the farm's finally paying off for yeah. everything we've invested in it.
0: Reunited in it feels so good. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs> <laughs>